yourself a drink. It's time for your favorite podcast. We're going to get truly honest. Hey, Kara. Hey, Lisa. How are you? I am okay. How are you? Okay. I'm doing well. Thanks. (laughs) (laughs) So I have a little bit of a confession. Ooh. Yeah. So what happened? (laughs) Turns out I am weak and (laughs) I gave up on my dry January. Well, I mean, I don't know if that is weak. I feel like that's a little harsh. So here we go. Yay! <laughs> you know I what? I have a body again. I'm proud of myself because I did it for 23 days. And like, you know what? I I didn't really do it for any reason. Like it wasn't like uh, I had like a purpose bet- behind doing a dry January. I just thought it would be fun or whatever I don't know but I did it for 23 days and like I had a really bad Monday at work and I was like you know what I'm just gonna have a truly and yeah that's fair I would say and I had this thought the other day actually that this January is not going by nearly as slow as January's in the past because normally everybody's like January lasts like a year and then Mm -hmm. the rest of the year happens But I will say that it has been a tricky, difficult January for a lot of people in just different ways. So I'm proud of you. And I'm also glad that you can crack open beverages with me again on our (laughs) podcast. Well, and you know, the truly um, iced teas just came out. You know, I, I know I, I saw, um, I'm not a big iced tea person, whether they're truly or not. Just, I just, Nestle, Lipton, I'm just not a big iced tea person. Gotcha. Well, I, I'm not an iced tea person, but I love like a Snapple peach tea. Like that's one of my favorite Snapples. You are obsessed with Snapple peach tea. I love it. And so I got the, um, the truly teas because I was like you know what like I want to try them they just came out the peach one tastes just like a snap hole yay I was so excited I took one drink and I was like oh my gosh it tastes exactly like a snapple and I just enjoyed the whole thing good I'm glad (laughs) the when it comes between so the topic of our episode today is just going to be like really foolish debates and whenever somebody brings up Snapple, I can't help but think of Nantucket Nectars. And I am a Nantucket Nectar person. Like, ah, I'm bougie. That is like the bootleg Snapple. Uh, I would just say it's like just the, the bougie version, I would say. It's like they both have like the same like glass bottle look. But for me, like, the word nectar sounds like a thick liquid. And, like, if I'm drinking a Snapple, I don't want it to be thick like a smoothie. I don't know if it's – I don't even know what it tastes like. I've never had one. But the word nectar makes me feel like I don't want it. That, I mean, nectar is, like, a playoff of honey. I don't know. But, it, like, they're both very similar. They both come in glass jars. Snapple has, like, a fun fact. And then Nantucket nectars have, like, a fun fact about Nantucket. Ah, Okay. 
And they both, I will say this about both of them. They both have really good apple juice. The Snapple apple? Snapple apple and the Nantucket nectar apple are both delicious. But very few things in this world top a Nantucket nectar lemonade. Well, I will have to try one and I will let Mm -hmm. you know. They're so, they're so good. If I ever leave the house, that is. Well, next time you go to Chipotle, they have Nantucket nectar there. And I believe they also have them at Noodles and Company. So you can thank me later. I've actually never eaten at Noodles and Company. Really? They're really good. I know you like it, but I've just never tried it. What do you mean you know I like it? Oh, that's supposed to mean. Well, like, you're always like, ooh, I'm making this pasta to be like Noodles and Company with the shrimps and stuff. I I made that one time. You one say, time. Whatever. <laughs> well, the point is, I, mean, I know we, you like it. I do like it. You're right. Man, we were going to do so well on staying on topic. And then we, and then we <laughs> talk about noodle, shrimp, and Snapple. Well, you know what? <laughs> the first part of the episode is all about us. That's, that's fair. I mean, this whole podcast is really all about us. <laughs> all right. Well, let's kick this off. So we are going to just kind of go down through a random list I found um, through a Google search about funny debate topics. So do you <laughs> want to pick the first one? Absolutely. Um, we're going to, I feel like we're going to keep it simple. Just start. Pizza in a square is better than pizza in a triangle. Oh my gosh. Well, that's so hard because the only pizza in a square I've had was like in high school. Really? There are like pizza places that's like, that's their thing. Like Lido's Pizza, Lido's Pizza Square, because Lido's never cuts corners. It's like their whole slogan. I don't even know what you're saying. Well, it's from Lido's Pizza. (laughs) And they have it in squares. You know what? That square pizza at Fox's, the Big Daddy, that's pretty good. I'm not a fan. I just think square pizza tastes different, and I'm, I'm a triangle. Oh, okay. See, I think... Well, like, I like a good thin crust pizza, and usually those are square, typically, right? And so, I think I'm going to have to go with square. All right, here's another one, though. Um, Oh, I had it, and I forgot what it was. Oh, Chicago deep dish style or New York pizza? I've never had a Chicago style pizza, but I've seen it on TV and it doesn't look like it would dish pizza. So I've had like a little Caesars deep dish pizza. I don't think that counts fully. Um, I've never had Jets pizza. Don't you get deep dish? No, I get thin crust. Mm. But like Chicago pizza is different, right? Because it's like an inch thick. It has like all those toppings in it. And it's like, yeah, like one piece is a meal. So, the pizza, the whole slice of pizza is like the crust of a triangle pizza. Like, but the whole slice is just as thick as the crust on like a, on a triangle pizza. You get me? I've seen it on like Food Network, like a Chicago pizza, but I've never tried one. Yeah, New York is definitely better. It's fine. I like a thin crust. So, for me, New York pizza is thin crust. It's just not thin crust as in, like, crunchy. 
No, it's that's what thin I like. So you can fold it in half and eat it. Yeah, no, I like like a crunchy, like a thin crust pizza. You would just have to be difficult. <laughs> All right, your turn to pick the next one. All right. Um, so the next one I'm going to pick is. Hmm. Some of these are really good. I think the one I want to pick is Santa Claus is evil. All right. (laughs) You know, I don't. I mean, he has all these songs about how holly and jolly he is. Yeah, I get that Santa in the mall is creepy. But like the imagination of Santa, I wouldn't say is evil. Did you see Krumpus? Because I did. No, I didn't see Krumpus. What are you talking about? (laughs) The movie Krumpus. No. Oh. Well, I've seen The Grinch. (laughs) No. So I forget. I don't know which country it is. It's like Russia, Germany, one of those. They believe in Krumpus. So it's like basically when you're bad, Krumpus comes and like eats you. It sounds like something off of The Office. The Office does an episode about this, but they don't call it Krumpus. Dwight does something. But it's like a real thing. I'm going to Google This is it. about Santa, not Krumpus. They're not but, even the same character. Right. However, it's like, it's the same concept because Santa, like, is used to say, like, oh, be good or you're not going to get presents. But Krumpus is like, if you misbehave, Krumpus is going to come and he's going to mess you up. Again, it's still a different character. <laughs> so the answer would be Krumpus is evil. He's eating kids. Santa um, is not evil. Anyway. Santa breaks the law because he breaks and enters. Yeah. So he's got see? a long rap sheet. That's true. But I true. wouldn't call that evil. He's dropping good stuff off and not taking anything with him. Well, he like eats the, the cookies. worst thief. You give him the cookies. Do you? Like, what if I'm just leaving cookies out for myself in the morning and I come back and they're gone? That You don't leave out cookies at night because then they're going to go stale. So that's just foolish. <laughs> anyway, moving on. All right. Here we go. Found my next one. Men gossip more than women. Hmm. I feel like men are some gossips. Mm-hmm. They gossip about different stuff than what you would think, but I feel like they're just as into the gossip, but they make it seem like, oh, women are gossips, but I think they're just as bad. I would say that both men and women gossip. It's just what they gossip about is different. That's what I would say. I would say that one's probably a tie. Uh, And I think it changes with age. Yeah. What age do you think men gossip the most? High school. Hmm. I think they try to be popular and I think they gossip more in high school. And they try to get street cred and all that other nonsense. (laughs) I don't know. I feel like college is pretty bad. That's fair. I would say, but in college... Their circles are smaller depending on the size of the school they go to, where in high school, everybody tends to know everybody. So the circle of influence is different. 
Yeah. I went to a really small school, so the gossip was big. You know, mm. like, it's it's like high school because everybody does know everybody. So if you do something, like, everybody knows, you know. Oh, okay. I don't know. Either way, men gossip. Yeah. That's the takeaway from that one. All right. Your turn. What's more important, beauty or brains? Brains. That was a really fast answer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I would just say, like, on importance level, somebody can be stunningly attractive. But if they can't hold a conversation, like, I don't want to just look at somebody. Yeah. Like, if I wanted just to look at somebody, I'd buy a magazine. It's cheaper. (laughs) Yeah. I mean... I guess the the saying like looks fade, right? Like you have well, to not be... anymore with plastic surgery and everything else. But I'm yes. gonna kill him right now. He is. Do you hear that? Yeah. Oh my gosh. Anyway, messing up the flow. Um. Oh yeah. Sidebar. We are still working on the bathroom. Going into <laughs> week. What is this? Four or five? I've lost track at this point. So he's down there putting up stuff in the bathroom there he is um i think that brains i think it is more important because i mean like you said i think beauty only gets you so far and then only for a limited amount of time you know yeah and like i think when somebody is intellectually stimulating they become more attractive like yeah everybody dates somebody that they're physically attracted to but when they don't add up on like morals and values and things that have to do with your brain they break up that's true i mean you can date someone for a few months just based on looks and then after that you're like okay what else right exactly cuz they're not they're not attractive anymore on the yeah. physical well, on the emotional and the intellectual side, like those things last longer than an attractive thing, like on a physicality thing. Because if you think about it, lots of the same features on different humans are attractive. If you like blondes, brunettes, eyes, like every, like lots of people got eyes. <laughs> I'm going to go with most of the people do have eyes. Exactly. Yeah, so, and like you can change the hair color, so like it just takes more than the physical attractiveness. Yeah, I mean, and also like once you get to know somebody, I think we talked about this on a podcast in the past, but like once you get to know somebody, you become more attracted to them based on what you have in common too, not just looks. Exactly. Um, is everything fair in love and war? You know, I've heard this statement, like, my whole life, and I don't know if I even understand what that means. Like, all is fair in love and war. Like, what does that mean? My interpretation of it is, like, if you're going to war, like, your job's to win. So, like, whatever it is, to win, you got to win, and all of that's allowed because you're in a war. Now, there are obviously, like, laws against that, like, 
we hear it all the time. Um, so like not is all fair in love and war. Um, but I think when it means like love, like if you're truly in love with somebody, like you just fight to the end to be with that person or for that cause. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's my interpretation. I could be completely wrong. I feel like there's a book on it and I have not read it. <laughs> well, I think a lot of this stuff, it's up for interpretation regardless. Like, I mean, who knows what the first person that said that, I don't even know who quoted that, but what they really meant when they said it, you know? Yeah. So, I don't know. I think, is everything fair in love and war? So, like, I would say no, because usually, like, one person wins in a war, but I don't know. But both people should win in love? Yeah. Hmm. All right. <laughs> okay. So, can you be but best buds with your boss? I'm going to go with yes, considering <laughs> your husband is my boss and he listens. <laughs> oh man I I feel like this can be it can be one of two like depending on your job if it's and depending on your position and what your boss's position is like I don't know like me being best friends with like the CEO of a company and being like our secretary or whatever you know I feel like probably not but I feel like every secretary is, like, if they're the secretary to the CEO, I feel like that secretary and that CEO are best friends. No, but, like, the CEO of, like, Macy's or whatever, and then somebody that just, like, works in one of the stores, like, as a cashier. I don't know. I feel like that's not. Oh, yeah, no, I got what you mean. Like, the CEO of Macy's is not best friends with the cashier in the beauty counter at Macy's here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Right. No, I gotcha. Probably just because they don't interact all the time. I'm sure they could be. But I, I've been friends with a boss before and I feel like it makes things complicated at work because not like I would do anything to get in trouble, but you know, if you do something to get in trouble and then everyone knows, oh, you're friends and you don't get in trouble, then I don't know. I think it's... It definitely can be a sticky situation. I would say I've been really close with a lot. Like, I think every boss I've had, I've been really close with, to be honest. Um, But I think there's always, like, you're my boss first and my friend second. Not my friend yeah. first and my boss second. I would say the most complicated one would be in the situation I am now with your husband. Because sometimes we go, well, I go friend mode. And then sometimes we go, like, work mode. And then... <laughs> I just forget. It's not like a lack of respect thing. It's just like an I forget thing. Well, I think the lines get, it's like weird when you're friends first versus like you meet them at the job, they're your boss, and then you get to know each other and become friends versus like you're my friend and now we work together. Yeah, it's definitely a trickier, trickier dynamic. But I think, I mean, we, I mean, he and I have told everybody like hey like my wife recruited her and we're all friends so it's just funny yeah I mean it's good to like if you are friends with your boss I think it's good that people 
do know about it because I think if you keep it a secret and then it comes out later, it just makes it worse. Yeah. Then there's like favoritism and skepticism and all these other things. I think if you're just transparent and upfront, and I'll be the first to apologize and be like, mm, that was like wrong. My bad. My bad, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> um, I definitely think it's like a line you have to tread. And I think it's definitely conversations you have to have. Um, but I also think that it can be a blessing in a lot of ways because I think it gives a lot of grace on both ends. And I think people, when like feedback is given, you know, it's definitely coming from a genuine place because when you're friends, you don't want to see your friends fail. Yeah. So I think it definitely takes like critiquing easier because you just know it's genuine instead of like maybe having a guard up and being like, you just don't like me. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think it could also lead to like less anxiety because I know anytime my boss like will message me and is like, hey, are you free for a quick meeting? I'm like, fuck, I'm getting fired. Like, (laughs) (laughs) I didn't mean to say the F word, but it's like the first thing that comes to my mind. And she's just like, oh, hey, like I want you to work on this. But in my mind, I'm like, great, getting fired. So like if you're friends with your boss, I think it might for me relieve that a little bit like oh okay she just wants me to work on a project not well you're my livelihood (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it it definitely I'm sure does but then there's also like other parts that make it like more difficult too I'm sure um all right would you rather be a pirate or a ninja oh my gosh the age-old question (laughs) Oh, man. Um, I'm going to have to go with Ninja because, number one, I can't swim. So, like, I'm not riding Mm. on a boat. (laughs) That's true. (laughs) Number two, like, ninjas seem really cool. Like, we grew up watching Jackie Chan, who is, like, the ultimate. So I've never watched a Jackie Chan movie. Oh. Well, I want to, like, throw a Ninja star, like do a little kung fu i don't know i think that'd be so fun i watched this movie three ninjas growing up i was obsessed with this movie it was about three brothers that are ninjas. three ninjas yeah it was just so good i just enjoyed was that it. like on disney or something um i don't remember what it was on i don't think it's a disney movie but i just remember i liked it a lot and then i also <laughs> loved teenage mutant ninja turtles oh yeah however I don't really understand the purpose of a ninja. Like, um, like, why is somebody a ninja? To fight, like, to defend the... But are um, they, like, are they defending kings and queens and emperors and, like, people? Or is it just, like, a good skill like karate? Googling, what is the purpose of a ninja? Because a pirate is just a bad guy. <laughs> But they have swords and fun hats and parrots, and then they're on really cool ships, and they get treasure. Like, ninjas just throw ninja stars and beat up people, but they don't really get a reward. Pirates do really terrible things, but at least they have a lot of jewelry. (laughs) You know what? When you put it like that, they have a whole, like, treasure chest of, like, precious gems. Yeah. I mean, okay. and I'm sure they get sick a lot and, like, because, I mean, the days of pirates and things. Like, they're not good people. But I don't know if ninjas are good people either. 
Well, you know what? Also, pirates just got to, like, hang out and drink rum when they weren't, like, sword fighting. That's what I'm saying. And sword fighting's pretty cool. It is badass. You know what? I think I want to be a pirate. My answer. I'm switching my answer to pirate. However, in this scenario where I'm a pirate, I would have to know how to swim because if they make me walk the plank... You're going to die anyway look, if you're walking the plank. You're, I don't everything's look like tied a fool. up. Well, when like, you walk the plank, you don't, like, your arms and your legs are tied up. Like, you're not How are you walking anyway? the plank? You can't walk the plank if your legs are tied up. You no can sense. shimmy because you're tied at the ankle. You're tied at the ankle and your wrists. The idea is that you drown. They're not good people. I did not know that you were a pirate expert, first of all. I watched a lot of Peter Pan and Pirates of the Caribbean, okay? <laughs> well i'm gonna be a pirate because i think that that sounds badass i mean i think being a pirate would be cool wear a bandana and some big hoop earrings and a fun flowy skirt i sound like a pirate now okay a little bit (laughs) okay all right this is a really good one is social media just making it easier for us to stalk people yes 100 percent because all you have to do, you just like, oh, I wonder what like Susie's doing from high school. Google, okay, you got Facebook, you got her Twitter, you got her Instagram, you got her Pinterest account, you got her wedding website, and it's all like in point three seconds that Google says at the top, however long it took to search. Yep, it's like much. I enjoy it because. I don't have social media, so nobody can really stalk me specifically. But, like, if I want to know what somebody is up to, it's super easy. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that's literally what it's there for. So, There's, like, no privacy anymore, though, really. I mean, there is if you're, like, smart about it. The problem is people aren't always smart about it. What do you mean by smart? So, like, for example, Snapchat. There is a mode where you can go ghost or you can either show your location on, like, a Snapchat map within the app itself or you can go ghost. So nobody knows where you are or people can, like, stalk your location. So being smart about it. Um, not tagging your location in on Facebook, um, not posting your location, like when you're on Instagram and like tagging where you are is like a geographical little post on like a picture. Like you can put it in a comment or something, but you don't have like, or you can do it kind of like in live time. And I never really tell anybody where I am, um, just for safety purposes. Do people also, still, like, like, check in places? Is that a thing? Sometimes. Oh. Um, but also, like, if you go on vacation, don't post on Facebook that you're on vacation. Right, because then your house is going to get robbed. Right. So, like, you post the pictures when you get back and you say, had a great time at, like, Bora Bora and whatever else. It's just being kind of smart on those things yeah i know that celebrities they'll like tag the location that they're at but like days later like they'll post it with the location so that way people aren't like bombarding them yeah but the place still gets business yeah 
Yeah. And that's a good idea because, I mean, they don't want to be swarmed with people. If they're, like, a well-known celebrity already, I'm sure, like, a new celebrity. Like, if we ever became a celebrity, I'm like, you can swarm me all you want. I don't care. <laughs> Maybe for, like, a day or two and then it's going to get old. Oh, yeah. Like, Kim Kardashian, you know, like, somebody of that type of celebrity status, they would never post where they were. Well, she did and then she got robbed. Oh, yeah, in Paris. Yeah. I forgot about that. She doesn't do it anymore. <laughs> you live and you learn. I guess. <laughs> Alrighty. What's the next one you want to debate? I picked that one. Mm. You did, didn't you? Um, should teachers also have to wear a uniform in school? Ooh. Hmm. Or should the teachers wear uniforms and the kids dress casual? I feel like that would make more sense, almost. Like, you Mm -hmm. go to, like, any type of business, and the person's usually wearing, like, some type of uniform, so you know that they work there. Like, Target, red on top, jeans on bottom. Yeah. I don't know. See, I feel like the school uniform debate, for me, is, like, I go back and forth, because at one point, I would kind of like to wear a uniform because then you know what you're going to wear every day but yeah at the same time like kids are bullies no matter what like one kid wears like an aeropostale polo and the other kid's wearing a hollister polo they're gonna get bullied or you know what I mean like whatever the brand is yeah so regardless of you're both wearing a white polo I don't know I feel like it's it doesn't take away that. It only takes away, and this is like, I mean, I've had friends who went to private school and had to wear uniforms, and the kids just find something different to bully you about. Yeah. Like, if the kid's a bully, they're going to find something to bully you about. Yeah. If the kid is not a bully, they're not going to bully you. At this point, it's kind of a personality trait. Okay. I'm not saying that it's not a serious <laughs> thing. I'm just saying the bully, whomever they are, until they learn that being a bully isn't cool or they get just get smacked or punched in the nose by a bigger kid who's <laughs> not a bully because these are the things that happen, will find something to bully someone about. It may not be clothes. It may just be shoes. It may be the way that they play wall ball. Kids just suck, <laughs> if we're really honest. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, like, what the point of school uniforms are, I guess. Like, is it just to take the focus, like, off of what you're wearing? Like, do you? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like, regardless, kids are kids. They're going to find something to do, and I don't feel like it's necessary. Well, this was about teachers. We went down a different rabbit hole. Well, I feel like I'm not a teacher, so it's hard to say. I would wear, I would I mean, totally wear a uniform to work, really. I don't care. I think most people would, but I would say I don't think a uniform in school, from a teacher's perspective, makes the most sense. Only because every, like, subject needs something different. Like, an art teacher shouldn't be in a blazer playing with clay. Like, they're just going to ruin their blazer and they're just going to have to keep replenishing. Yeah. So I just, 
I don't know if it makes sense for the teacher to wear a uniform. Um, just because I don't know. And like teachers tend to be like really active and animated a lot of the time. And I mean, I don't want to sit and do carpet time with, I mean, I'm not a teacher either, but I can't imagine sitting and doing carpet time with kindergartners in like dress slacks. Yeah. Like you got to be really mobile. All right. So I guess that solves it. Teachers, you don't have to wear a uniform. You're welcome. Teachers, thank you for all your, all you do, (laughs) even though I don't have kids. I'm friends with a lot of you. So love (laughs) y'all. Okay. Um, Hmm. Let's see what's next on the list. I'm going to go with, okay, Cara Jean, America accent versus British accent. So I, I'm not an accent person in general. Like, yes, I'm American. Yes, my husband is English because it's an English accent, not a British accent. Fun fact of the day. Um, <laughs> well, so this that's is what it says here on the list. The typo. Um, but Dan always tells me that like half the reason he liked me is because I didn't fall for him because he has an accent Mm. and I don't hear the accent. Like if I'm upset with him or he's upset with me, the accent doesn't get either one of us out of trouble. Like everybody's like, when you guys argue, like, don't you just like fall for his accent and like, just think it's so dreamy. And I'm like, no. (laughs) <laughs> I can't see you doing that for anything, really. <laughs> no. Um, and, like, what is the American accent? Because in America, you got Boston, where they forget to say half the letter. You have your New York <laughs> accent, where they forget to say some letters. New York. And then you've got, like, your southern accent. And it's like, hey, y'all. So, like, what is the American accent? Like, I don't know. You know what? And that's a good point because I don't think that there Minnesota, is one. Like, you got out west, like Minnesota. Yeah, the Midwesterners. Don't you know? I feel like I don't have an accent, but I think that if somebody came from a different part of the country, they would say that I do, but I don't hear it. See, I don't think you have one either, and I don't think I have one. But when I go visit my aunt, she's like, you sound so Southern. And I'm like, yeah. what are you talking about? But hanging out with my family in New York, I'll come back to Pittsburgh and I'll sound like I'm from Long Island. <laughs> you know what? I lived in West Virginia for four years. So, like, I came from Maryland and I felt like I did not have any type of distinctive accent. I moved to West Virginia and I spent a ton of time around people from West Virginia. And I developed a West Virginia like draw on some words Mm -hmm. and I've been trying to break myself of it since I moved here because I would hear myself say certain stuff and I'm like what am I saying I'm like give the people an example give the people an example oh man I don't know like I I don't know I would just say like and I started saying y'all and I would be like and we're going down to the I don't know, down to the creek, y'all. Like, I don't know, shit like that. And, like, I can't do it. Like, So, ugh. actually, it was funny. I was watching the news, and the governor of West Virginia was on. And 
he goes, we all got to start shooting from the hip. And it was just such a West Virginia phrase. Mm. And I was like, that's amazing. And so I texted a friend of mine who's from West Virginia. And I texted it to her and I was just like, it just made me chuckle. And I was like, and I knew you would appreciate this. Damn justice, baby. But (laughs) I don't know. It's like, I feel like for me, going back to the America versus British or English accent, I'm going to have to say neither. I like a Spanish accent or like Australian. Those are the two I like. All right, there I you go. I think they're really cool sounding. Or like South African. I'm going to go with South African, actually. That's my favorite one. Really? Yeah, I love it. I'm pretty sure that's an English colony, so I think you're going with like an English accent. It's Same sounds... thing with Australia. It's just a little deeper. It's like English and Australian kind of combined. That's South African. I don't know. I think it's really cool. It is cool. Um... I had a friend from Sierra Leone, and his accent was really fun to listen to when he didn't mumble. He would talk so fast when he got excited. I'd be like, I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I just love anybody with an accent. I think it's so cool like, to hear yeah. how they say stuff. I just think accents and fun are general, but I wouldn't say I have a favorite. You said accents and fun are general. Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, next one. Oh. Uh, Righty. We're going to take it back to Santa Claus, but we're going to put him in a fight with the Easter Bunny. Who's oh, winning? man. I feel like I'm going to have to go with Easter Bunny personally because I love the springtime and the Easter Bunny always brought me like the best candies. Okay. And I'm a candy person like more than almost anything else. I love candy. You do love candy. That is that is true. Okay. I'm kind of torn because Santa has like magic. Yeah. But when I think of a bunny, I also think of a kangaroo because they both hop. <laughs> and so I just picture the bunny just like jabbing Santa in his jolly nose. Like I just, okay. that's what I'm picturing in my head. And I don't know if Santa's magic would be able to catch the bunny hopping. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like Santa is a little bit creepy. Like the Easter bunny, he's cute. Peter Cottontail hops down the bunny trail, like brings you a peanut butter egg and like a cotton candy, like a peep. Like what could you want more than that? I don't know. You know what? Speaking of Easter candy, sidebar, a sweet tart tastes better at Easter time. Explain. Like, okay, so Reese's. Do you prefer Reese's tree or Reese's egg? Egg. Exactly. And I don't know what it is about the sweet tarts that are in the shape of a bunny or a chick, but they come in the same packet and they just taste better at Easter time. (laughs) They're so stinking good. You know what? I agree with that. Because there's so many candies that, like, it's the same exact thing. But when it's in a different shape, it just tastes better. Or at, like, a different time of the year, it just yeah. tastes better. Like, M&M Minis all day. Like, why are they so good? They are really good. I don't know what it is about them. But they are good. It's, like, it's crazy. 
And like the peanut butter egg, for some reason, is so superior to just like a Reese's peanut butter cup. Like why? 1000%. Like I don't know why. It's the same thing. I don't know why either, but I agree with you completely. (laughs) So Easter wins this debate. Just Easter, the bunny, the whole nine. Yes. Oh, and like Santa Claus doesn't hide eggs for me to find. Like that's all I have to say. That's true. There are no games. Yeah. Like, I love an Easter egg hunt. Oh, me too. I'll, I am obsessed. COVID ruined our Easter egg hunt. Oh, yeah. We were supposed to do one. Yeah, around the neighborhood. And then race to make a, make a drink. We'll have to do it this year because I'm just, like, ready to have fun again. That's fair. All right. <laughs> we got more time to plan. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Let's see. What is next? Mm. A lot of these are about Santa, and I'm, like, over him, clearly. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. Um, Hmm. Okay. Oatmeal cookies versus chocolate chip cookies. Chocolate chip. Why? Um, I don't really like raisins anymore. Oh, okay. I used to love raisins as a kid. Then I started to eat raisins and it gave me a headache. And <laughs> so I don't want I don't want raisins anymore. But I Why do not? like an oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. Oh, a hybrid. I love a hybrid. Okay. All right. I think I would have to go with that too because I love like a really good soft oatmeal cookie, but like when it's hard, I don't like that. I would go with a chocolate chip. Exactly. Um, let's see. Does age really matter in a relationship? I think it matters what age range you're talking about. Like, if you are both in your 30s or you're both in your late 20s or ones in your late 20s ones in your 30s I would say no but if the person is 18 and the other person is 28 I'm gonna have to say yes I don't think age matters if both people are older than 25 yes if you are younger than 25 age matters Okay. Because I think there is so much individual growth between whatever age your parents say you can start dating in the age of 25 that a 25-year-old dating an 18-year-old, yeah, they're illegal, but that's weird. It's so weird. And it's like if you're 25 and you have to date an 18-year-old, like why can't you date somebody closer to your age? I don't but, know. Like, why- but why why can't you date somebody that can stay out past 10? Right. It's just weird. Like, I don't. I think it's kind of creepy, to be honest. Like, you shouldn't be dating somebody more than five years older or younger than you if you are in that teen, early 20 range. Well, I don't think you should be doing that anyway because there's some, like, legal factors. Like, yeah. even a 21-year-old doesn't want to date an 18-year-old because you can't take them to the bar. <laughs> Yeah, I just, like, it's so Think different. about it. Like, 
they literally have to leave the location at 10 o'clock. You just turned 21 and can now legally drink beer. Are you going to go home with that person to hang out with them for the evening? Absolutely not. Like, you're just setting yourself up for so much. Absolutely. Like, where I was in my head at 18 versus where I was in my head at 21 was so different. Yeah. Exactly. I even think my me in my head at 16 versus me in my head at 18 was a completely different person. Oh my gosh, so different. Like, completely, yeah. I think it's... I don't know. When you're that young and in your in your teens, you should not be dating someone more than like two years older than you. So I would say it does not matter after a certain point in life. Yeah. But before a certain point in life, it 100% matters. Yeah. After you've went through your like emotional growth and you've like experienced things, I think it's different. Yeah. I would agree. Well, I think, do you want to do one more? Yeah, you get to pick the last one. Okay. I'm going to say the last one is, all right, this is like our ultimate debate, truly versus White Claw. Not on the uh, list. Not on the list. Uh, I would say, I mean, I definitely think Truly wins. Obviously. Um, like when I we, think our reasons are different, but go ahead. <laughs> when we met, you liked a White Claw. And I was like, no, like you have to try a Truly. It's superior. And I feel like I got the rest of our little group to try the Trulies or drink the Trulies. And you know what? There's no turning back. I feel like they're just superior. The taste, the flavor, the carbonation, everything, it's perfect. I would also say that Truly has done a better job of reaching the masses. And when I say that, I mean they have, what, three different normal flavors of Truly, like the boxes, like in the variety. Yeah. And then you have the teas, and then you have the lemonades, like, just to tap into, like, every little niche that there is. And I'm sure they'll come out with more. Yeah. Um, so I, I would say Truly overall <laughs> has just done more than White Claw. Granted, I'm not turning down a beverage in general. Like, I just don't do that. So, I mean, I like them. I would say that White Claw cornered some flavors, I think, a little bit better than what Truly did. Um, like, the White Claw Tangerine is just really, really good. And their Clementine is really, really good. But that's just two flavors out of so many other options. Like, a Strawberry Lemonade Truly is so refreshing. I have still yet to try the tangerine um, White Claw. I did try the Clementine one, and it was good. It's less calories. It's like 80 calories, but it's less alcohol percent. It's like 3.5 or 4, whereas a regular Truly or White Claw is 5. So 
Right. I couldn't justify the purchase on my side, but I did try no. them at Claire's when we had that girls' night last year. And I mm-hmm. liked it. I mean, I like them both, but I would say truly wins just by appeasing to the masses more. And I mean, they equally taste good to me. So I'm normally like, I but get I, the truly citrus pack. That's my favorite one. That's my favorite pack too, but I do love a berry. Yeah, it's like, it's like a weird ranking system. It just depends on my mood, but I loved the orange one and I just got a truly citrus pack and they took out the orange one and added a new flavor in its place. Like it's called like citrus remix or something it's pretty good hmm remember when we were gonna throw a party and have a truly keg yeah that fell through so did my dreams (laughs) i'm still in the process of trying to find a truly keg i will find one maybe you should just message them and ask them i think we should i just i think the only problem would be the carbonation but i'm sure they could figure it out I'm pretty sure, like, a place said that they could do it, but then it was, like, COVID had started and they couldn't do it or something anymore. I don't know. That's I'll what have it to was. figure it out. But that's okay. We got time before Easter and our giant Easter egg hunt. It'll be great. <laughs> well, stay tuned because next week we are, fingers crossed, going to have a guest. It'll be a surprise and it'll be a really good episode. So come back next week. And don't forget to follow us and um, like, subscribe, and leave us a review on our Instagram. It's at truly underscore honest KL. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Yay!